thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 50. How heavy do I journey on the way, when what I seek my weary travels end doth teach that case and that repose to say, thus far the miles are measured from thy friend. The beast that bears me, tired with my woe, plods duly on to bear that weight in me, as if by some instinct the wretch did know his rider loved not the speed being made from thee. The bloody spur cannot provoke him on, that sometimes anger thrusts into his hide, which heavily he answers with a groan, more sharp to me than spurring to his side. From that same groan doth put this in my mind. My grief lies onward, and my joy behind. That was Sonnet 50 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. Uh, I, I really liked that one. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, and I'm joined, as, as always, on this podcast by a, a slightly intimidating looking in the dark. Am I dark? Oh, I might. Wait. <laughs> that was brilliant! <laughs> His his name is is Thierry. That's that's the the response I wanted. Ah, oh, there we go. We have lights now. Let there be light. Excellent. Well done. That was good. I don't know what it suddenly we we recorded on from the last one forty nine to this one, and in between the two, it's gone from being lovely and bright to it's just quite demonic, quite, quite cloudy in Cardiff and yeah, S- stupid Cardiff, stupid stupid Cardiff. That's 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 Britain for you. Just always rain. It's lovely. I love rain. Rain's awesome. It just yeah, not when I have to go outside later. <laughs> well, it serves you right. It serves you right for wanting to educate yourself is what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's blame my stupid mind for wanting new information. Exactly. What do you think of this sonnet talking about new stuff? Sonnet fifty. I, I I like the general. I I, I really love the last line. That's yes. probably, probably my favourite bit in this one. My grief lies onwards and my joy behind. That's something that appeals to me. I can be quite a miserable person <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I, but the, the reason for that being that he's leaving the fair youth behind. He seems to be going on a journey and leaving the fair youth behind. It is It is the very sort of physical image, right? And, and, uh, the, the separation between the two that's going on here. Because what what's weird is that uh, maybe ten sonnets ago we had the in the same one with the in the same run that had you know if I were a fort I could be anywhere and with you the fair youth was far away from him as if the fair youth had been sent away but now we've got this sonnet where he seems to be leaving the fair youth behind so that that situation seems to have reversed reversed somehow it is I mean it's something I can relate to though you, you if you love someone distance doesn't matter in the sense that while you love them they're they're sort of in your mind but at the same time there is always the they're they're so far away and you can't actually be with them I guess nowadays it's easy you go on Skype you talk to someone but still you have the physical that's missing but in Shakespeare's time even sending a letter would have taken weeks depending on where they were yeah and it would have been a complete separation and you wouldn't know if something happened to them on that journey, if they died or got mugged or were hurt or injured, you wouldn't know. Yeah, you had no all. way of finding out. And and that sense of separation is something I don't think we can truly understand in in the modern world. I, I guess parents do with their kids to some extent. When the kids get kidnapped and taken, and 
that's a glimpse, I guess, at what a very, very terrible glimpse about what it would have been fairly normal, not the kids being abducted, but the feeling of not knowing would have been normal in Shakespeare's time. Whereas now it's uh, now when when I'm going away and I'm running late, I can send a text to people or send a message or send a, a Twitter or a Skype or a Facebook message you're always in contact with everyone or you have the potential to be in contact with everyone now which is so ingrained in the modern way of life that that reading this sonnet kind of brings it home that every step he makes away from his lover is is a step into the unknown and a step into uncertainty i mean you can still have it today if you're far enough away you uh especially with time difference and that sort of stuff i have quite a lot of friends who live in la and there's just even there you if you want to talk to them you have to plan ahead because there's no yeah. six seven hour time difference and you can you can send them a text message or a skype message and then it'll still take hours for them to actually be home from work or be awake until they reply but and, you know you can get a reply you, you can get a reply so it's it's an extra level above that because you know if you send them an email they will reply to it whereas with with in Shakespearean time that just wasn't possible that's what I mean even our even our nearest kind of an- analogies aren't quite Are right close they... enough yeah and we find that odd I, I work in, in my proper job sometimes I have to talk to people in the US and it's so odd to think what time is it there what time is it now I need to wait until this time and that kind of interrupts the flow of my day but being around and, and if my other half in Shakespeare's times had gone off for three weeks you literally wouldn't know what happened to them until they came back three weeks later if they came back quite scary it can be I've, I've done that when I've gone away for a week or two and I've just completely separated myself from the world that can be quite a nice feeling though I, okay. I guess because today we are constantly overloaded with Twitter Facebook you're just constantly connected so see I just, like that I don't I've done it a few times where I've just I've travelled around northern england and scotland for a week a few years ago and i've gone to switzerland for a week and you just switch off your phone and well when i went around scotland i mainly switched it off because i forgot my charger and i didn't really have a choice (laughs) i needed to save battery in case i actually needed the phone but uh it it, yeah it it can be nice to be disconnected but i guess if that if if that's your way of living you, you just I still had the option. If something would have happened, I could have taken out my phone and. Yes. Yeah. That there's never, unless you had left your phone at home, that sense of separation wouldn't have been complete. Yes. Yeah. Um. But and, and you also wouldn't have been on a beast of burden. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> that plods duly on. The I wretched think... no, his his rider loved not speed being made from thee. Yeah, I love that. That I think is lovely. The idea that that even trying to spur this creature on, he didn't go faster. That it was just this eternally. So there's this sense that Shakespeare wants this over and done with. Because once he gets to where he's going, he will be as far away from the fair youth as as he's going to be. But the the beast of Erdin doesn't want to go any faster. So it's just dragging on this step by step reminding him that every single plod he's further away i i this is lovely i think the sonnet is is amazing i mean the image thus far the miles are measured from thy friend which, which is quite a nice is not so much 
the distance that he has left or even the distance that he's traveled is specifically the distance from that one person that he's away yeah which is a his, his the focal point of his universe isn't his house or where he lives it's this fair youth it's the fair youth which is is i think love on a whole different scale i think if you ask most people what they consider home they would say their house or their village or their town they they wouldn't necessarily name a person yeah i guess so i don't so, know i've i've the, the meaning of home can change and i guess if you if you do love someone then that person would kind of become home yeah that's true or they they generate home wherever they are i guess yeah but when my other half is stay at work i don't i don't say i'm not home i don't measure my distance from him i i measure my distance from my house yeah, but you say you, that's that's home because that's where you love, where you live with your uh, with your other half. Yeah. That's still what makes it home. That is true. Yeah. If, if he lived in, I don't know, somewhere somewhere else in Glasgow, it would be well. I, I guess if you lived there, it would still be home to a certain extent. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But I guess Glasgow could also be the home then. Yeah, yeah, that, that that makes sense. No, I, I agree, and and I I like in this sonnet the every time he spurs the beast on to try and move faster, the beast just groans, and it's the groan that that reminds him. So this has happened enough that they they've got into a pattern. Him and this beast have got into a pattern, which is he kicks the beast, the beast groans. That reminds him. That his his grief is behind and uh, uh, his grief is forward and his joy is behind. So he wants the beast to go quicker. So he spurs the beast again, which means that, and it, this kind of circular cycle is going on and on and on. And I really like that. I really, I really, really like this sonnet. It's such a lovely sonnet. Fairly depressing, but a really lovely uh, way of describing the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, what do you feel? I, I, I've kind of witted on and on and on. I, 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 I like. I, I mainly like the image of measuring your home from a specific person, and then I don't know. My grief lies onward, and my joy behind. That's I don't know. I just really like that line. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's a, it's a lovely. Again, it's not a very deep sonnet. It's kind of an extended metaphor of a sonnet, but it's. I think a very very nice one that that works very very well. I I can't find any sort of hidden meaning here. That is, I, well. I don't think there is one. There appears to be someone knocking on your door, Thierry. Is there? I well, if we, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very odd. There's someone on Thierry's door. Short little interlude there while while <laughs> Thierry has an electrician popped into his house. Um, but that's probably the end of the podcast for this week. So why don't you read us out and we can go from there. I'll do that. Um, sonnet 50. How heavy do I journey on the way when what I seek, my weary travel's end, doth teach that ease and that repose to say, thus far the miles are measured from thy friend. The beast that bears me, tired with my woe, pluts dully on to bear that weight in me. As if by some instinct the wretch did know his rider loved not speed being made from thee. The bloody spur cannot provoke him on, that sometimes anger thrusts in into... St- uh. It's tease again. 
Best evil teeth. That sometimes anger thrusts into his hide, which heavily he answers with a groan, more sharp to me than spurring to his side. For that some groan doth put this in my mind, my grief lies onwards and my joy behind. Excellent. That was Sonnet 50. Sonnet 50. We've gone up to 50 sonnets. We're I just want to say that. the way through. Yeah, pretty much, because 154, so technically the next one we're just under a third of the way through, which is amazing. Um, I'm very, very proud of the series, and I I hope you've all enjoyed it. But uh, I've been Mark Chastley, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nufkin. I've been Terry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. Awesome, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.